0: There are ancient stories which speak to the idea of humans having a wild side and a domestic side. In some ancient cultures, these beings would be considered like anthropes or shapeshifters, beings which have a choice between one aspect of identity and another. Beings who are on a spectrum of identity and are at cause for choosing which aspect gets revealed when. As long as we have this capacity to choose then there's a level of sovereignty that gets maintained when we are in our wild side and in our domestic side because there's an awareness of choice. At any point in the journey where the awareness of choice is removed either through the falling asleep in one way or another of the being or the intentional silencing or access to that capacity something begins to happen for the being. A part of us goes dormant when we are no longer aware of choice or when choice is removed. Of course, I'm speaking at the level of mythology of the stories of beings like the selkie, half seal, half human, able to slip in and out of a skin, Or a fox woman, able to come and go in her pelt, choosing. In both of these ancient stories, which factor very large in my own life, the story of the selkie and the story of the fox women, in this case, the shapeshifters are female, but throughout the world, the shapeshifters could be any gender or Neither so I don't want to overly focus there. What I want to focus on is an invitation for all of us here to consider is the wild part of ourselves being allowed to be expressed in the shape of our lives? And for some, is the domestic the homemaker the tender, the gardener, the nurturer, is that able to be expressed in our lives? Is there some kind of balance, not like a homeostasis where it's just stable and well, but rather a moving like an infinity of energy between the two archetypal spaces which end up shaping the identity of the individual. So we'll ask you now, is your wild one alive? Is she well? Is she running and rolling in the grass? Is she splashing in the sea? Has she remembered her instincts Can she still sense someone approaching by the little tiny hairs on her body getting raised? Does she feel the magnetism of the moon? Does she howl when she wants to? Or has the wild part of her gone to sleep? I ask you now to consider where you have gone dormant, where you are no longer running free. And you might say to me, oh, I haven't run free since childhood. You might say to me, I have so many responsibilities. I can't. Or even still, you may say to me, I fear if I go there, I won't be able to come back. Because sometimes when we've been asleep and we start to awaken and perk our little ears up, there's a fear that we'll lose everything that we've created. There's a fear that this fragile stability will come undone. And you know what? It might. I never wish for anyone for their perfectly manicured life to come apart. And if you study with me, you'll know that the place where I invite us to share our both and nature is at the canvas and on the dance floor and in the journal And in nature, I almost always invite us to express it in the realm of that innate creativity that we're born with and how it gets self-expressed in the pages and days of our lives. I almost never encourage us to work it out in our intimate relationships. For me, that comes later after we've had a time to practice returning to our wild nature in safe and sacred spaces. But here's the thing about safe and sacred spaces. They cannot be contained. They cannot be dominated. And so this edge of sacred rides into the domain of potentially not being safe. Because safety has its illusions. But for individuals who are waking up, there's a part of us which pokes out and peeks up and opens up and there's a look. There's a look in our eyes. It's a wild look. Sometimes a caged look where we just Want to break free of the constraints of the day to day, of the bills and the gas prices and the wars and the rumors of wars. We just want to break free. We want to break free. But it can be challenging to do so. Those responsibilities, that call to decency and domesticity is. Hi. But I ask you today, what have you traded for your fragile stability within you? I'm not so much talking about who you show up as, as a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a husband, a wife, a lover. I'm talking about the both and nature within your own precious identity. I wanna know if you are free enough within yourself even if you don't speak it aloud, even if you dare not take it to the dance floor, even if you quiver as you place your giant brush onto a giant canvas. Does your lip shake? Does your stomach quake? you feel that feeling of almost falling in love or falling down in ecstasy or abandon or despair when you consider that your soul your soul is born into this incarnation with innate faculty of creativity and that creativity seeks Access, like a lightning bolt, seeks to discharge. There's a power running through you, beloved. There's a power running through you, beloved. It's that power which I am in your life to stir. So if you hear me now, and on the other days that I speak to you when I invite you to have tea with your muse and spend time in self-expression, I want to make a stand for us. It's more like a dance move than stand, but I want to invite us to the reality that if we do not allow ourselves to find our truest wild nature and discover a both and life, we will grow discontent. And so the invitation is to touch the lightning. The invitation is to hear your own star song moving through your body like an instrument in the moonlight of your life I'm not asking you to dismantle destroy or dissolve what is I'm actually daring you to find that wild with as little harm to those around you as you can and zero harm to yourself we're pretty good at self harming know, pretty good at keeping ourselves from going wild in the world. We try so hard to be decent that we lose the wildness. That wildness in time, if not cared for, like intimately cared for, often becomes feral. Believe me, I know, not because I'm so feral, but because I have family members who are, because my father walked into his future in his feral nature, because my mother, Karen, always rode this edge, her wild nature hovering, and only meeting itself on the page with a pen. I know, because my other mother, Sue Hoya Sellers, was a wild being, and struggled with the domestic part. I know because I grew up with women like this, and brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts, I know because I ride my own edge. The other night, in the company of women, as we lay outside looking at the stars, holding hands and telling stories and laughing, we touched the edge. We rode. shooting stars back to ourselves this isn't always easy it is a decision to engage and one of the things I said to them is I'm riding my edge and at a certain point in the evening one of the women reached over and asked me have you found the edge yet and I said There is no edge. It just bends around. But hold on when you think you've found it because it's going to curve and it's going to go faster than you know how to hold on. And so between me and you, I do invite you to ride the edge. I'm that person in your life because I want for you your own freedom, I want for you your self-expression unbridled. I want for you to live your fullest life. I want that for you as deeply as I want it for myself. And the safest and sacred place I know is on the canvas. And that's why I invite you to paint with me and with us to try it out. I'll see you there, dear one. Much love this morning, from my heart to yours. Shiloh Sophia. This is the Tea with the Muse podcast.